guitar is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, hello there. What about you? Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. What about you? Yeah, believe it or not, have you noticed, even from the very outset, there's a little improvement in sound quality. <laughs> yeah, on last week's podcast, I had a bit of a disaster and I dropped the sound recorder equipment that I use for making the podcast. I dropped it in a massive puddle and the whole thing just died. It was just yeah, completely toast and I was freaking out thinking, oh my God, how am I going to get the podcast made? Oh no. And then I found a way to do it and... Yeah, I think I managed to wangle it okay. We managed to get the podcast out anyway. Sound quality might not have been the best, but uh, hey, we're back up and running now. Because we've got a brand new shiny machine. Mind you, I'm quite a few quid worse off, but hey, I'm not complaining. (laughs) A good investment, a good investment. Had to be done, you know. So yeah, we're back up and running again. Hopefully with a little bit more upgraded sound for you. So not sounding half as terrible as what last, last week's was. But anyway, welcome along to the Big Rap Show podcast. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So yeah, if it's all about bagpipes and stuff, you're through to the right place. If you're only joining us now, by the way, welcome. Welcome along. As I find each and every episode gets released each week, we seem to be attracting more and more people listening to the podcast. So welcome. Welcome along. If you are a new listener... Yeah, let us know that you're listening. Get in contact with us. We have all the usual social media, of course. We have the Twitter account, which is The Big Rab Show, at Big Rab Show. Plus, you can reach us on Facebook, which is The Big Rab Show. And with the website and the email address, which is BigRabShow at gmail.com. All that kind of stuff. The only thing we don't accept is carrier pigeons, because sometimes, you know, they don't like flying all the way from America, all the way to here to Northern Ireland, you know. Boys, I talk some rubbish. Alright, so, but yeah, if you are new to the podcast, get in contact with me. Let me know that you're listening. And, yeah, hopefully you can continue to join us then for more uh, piping content as the season rolls forward. Grand. Well, it's that time of the show. We normally, well, we've been doing this now for a little while. We called it Listener Meal. And we, Listener Meal's been kind of quiet this week. And if anything, I've noticed things are kind of quiet this week overall. But I think for a very good reason. Because there's big competitions this weekend. We're going to talk about that in the piping news. There's competitions coming up. uh, Plus the actual, you know, real piping season is only just around the corner. When you think about it. This is now April. And May is just around the corner. So, you know, bands are starting to put in the proper hard work now. You know, it's now getting serious. You know, fun times over over the winter, all the learning and the hard slog, and yeah, now it's getting down to okay, yeah, enough time for mistakes now. Mistakes time is over. Time to get the practice done. <laughs> ah, so it's great. You know, it's around this time I do notice piping news does kind of slow down because bands are concentrating furiously on the competitive season coming around. So 
Fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? I'll continue doing my thing and I will just wait patiently. <laughs> Grand. Well, so if you want to, you know, get in contact with the show, as I say, this portion of the show is called viewer or viewer mail as they do on the TV, but this is listener mail. Yeah, so listener mail. If you want to get a shout out on the show, I will read out every email that gets sent. Granted, it has to be kind of not insulting or blue or full of curse words and all that there kind of stuff because I don't really want to have to pay the fees on iTunes to get an R-rated podcast. Maybe you don't have to pay anything. I don't know. But either way, I want to keep it family friendly. So, yeah, you can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get in contact with us about anything we've spoke about on the podcast. If you have anything at all you want to even just suggest a topic or something, yeah, just get in contact with us. It'd be great. One such person has done so. And, uh, yeah, had wanted to keep their name anonymous. Ooh. So he says he's a grade two drummer. And that's it. So, but he was wanting to talk about uh, what I was talking about in the piping scene. He says he disagrees that the most exciting part of the piping scene, or the pipe band world, the piping world, sorry, is the Celtic music scene. He disagrees. Not that it's not exciting, he says, but he thinks that Bagad bands are very exciting. And the fact that they allow progression and evolution in the art makes for a very entertaining medium and competition and performance. Do you know what? I have to agree. Like, I have never really watched any of the Bagad competitions until recently, just this past year. Really, you know, whenever I followed a couple of links and actually sat and watched it from start to finish. It really is... It takes a lot of getting used to. You know, for me, who's kind of used to march up to the circle, you know, circle up, play your MSR and walk out again, this, it's a big adjustment. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Um, so, but it's still insanely entertaining. You know, after a while, I kind of got onto what the format was and what they were doing. And the music was just incredible. You know, the, the less I kind of listened with the pipe band fanatic ear and the more of a musician kind of ear if you know what I mean if you listen to it from a musical perspective rather than a critical perspective I think certainly helps you know rather than trying to pick out whether the high A's are sharp or you know if maybe someone's drone is off or you know rather than picking out little small stupid things and rather than just sitting back and enjoying the music and the performance for what it is definitely a really exciting area of piping you know, and one that I'm certainly going to be checking more out. You know, I'm going to have to look more at this. Because there is a massive Celtic scene, you know, over there in Brittany and France. You know, it's definitely worth looking at. Yeah, so that's a good shout. Although I still kind of hold my guns. I still think Celtic music scene is where it is at the moment. Um, just for the sheer volume of work that's coming out. You know, with all the solo artists and bands... That are in the Celtic music scene, you know, both in Scotland and Ireland at the minute, with some amazing pipers, you know, it's it just it's hard to ignore. So, yeah, I'm hard to convince, I suppose. I'm hard to convince. But thanks for your comments, anyway. He's also asked here. He says on the subject of nerves, I think you should bring it up or even dedicate an entire podcast to the use and methods of calming nerves. <laughs> before a competition i think this is because i talked about uh, an article that whiskey and tartan had produced on their facebook page on on their their website where they talked about a guy who you know detailed 
having a wee sifter of whiskey before he went to play. And then the effects it had on his playing, the more whiskey he drank. <laughs> you know what? I know that many bands that carry hip flasks and they have that little nip before they go on the line. It's ridiculous. I think it's kind of nearly a tradition, almost in competing circles. And, yeah, that is a good topic for conversation. You know, I would be interested to hear people's opinion. Uh, you know, do people think that having that little nip of whiskey or whatever, does it make you a better player? Does it calm the nerves? Or is it 100% you know, psychological? Is it all in your head? You know, you could be drinking, I don't know, 7-Up or cola or something. You know, a bit of iron brew, <laughs> maybe. You know, ah, there we go. Red Bull, oh, no, shakers, Red Bull, and you'd be flying in the old tempos, wouldn't you? But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there's bound to be, superstitions can creep in there too. Like, I knew a guy who never washed his socks all season. I don't know where this came from, but I think it came from the very comp- first competition that season. The band had won. They won as a band and they won as a drum corps, and this guy was a drummer. And he swore blind, it's my socks. And no one could understand it. it really? It's your socks? Oh, I, oh yeah, oh, totally, totally, it's my, it's my socks. These socks are brand new out. You know, I took them out of the plastic this morning. These socks are lucky. And he never washed them. All season, he insisted he would not wash his socks. Now, I have no idea what kind of shape these socks were in come the end of the season. <laughs> But be rest assured, at the Kyle Games, there wasn't too many people wanting to stand beside him. <laughs> I think the socks can stand up on their own. But do you know what? The band had a, an amazing season and never left the prize list. So, was it his socks? <laughs> I don't know. But, do you know, yeah, it comes down to nerves and everything and how people overcome nerves, I suppose, and feeling nervous and all of that. You know, after talking to some of the guys in the lower grades as well as in the upper grades, you know, even in the big, you know, the grade ones, walking in that big arena with the big screens and the TV and cameras in your face and everything. I don't know. Everyone has their own little method of handling it. And yeah, I think that's a brilliant topic for a possible podcast coming up. So yeah, that's one to come. If you guys out there have a possible suggestion, at all for any topics on the podcast definitely get in contact with us as i say reach us on all of our social media but probably the best way for the podcast is to email us bigrabshow at gmail.com plus i also haven't got any yet but i want you guys to send me a voicemail yeah and yeah it's really really simple all you do is record a voice message on your phone most cell phones now or smartphones now as everyone has one has a voice recorder record a little clip on there saying hey rob podcast is great uh but i wish you could talk more about accordions whatever record a little message on there of 30 seconds doesn't even matter just even say hello and record it and then there's a little button on your recorder there somewhere doesn't matter what phone you have android or ios you can send that clip somewhere. You can send it via email and email it to us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Then what we can do is we can include that clip in the podcast and I can answer your question. So it's kind of like a two-way conversation. It'd be great to get some extra voices on here. You know, there's me, there's Fred Morrison, of course, he's popped in there every now and again. And there's William, our voiceover guy. 
But it'd be great to hear from you guys. You know, it's all right reading out emails, but again, it's just me. It's just me talking. You know, it'd be great to hear from you. So, yes, there you are. Get in contact with us for next week's listener mail. Right, that time of the week. It's time for the piping news. I should really get some fancy transitions or something instead of me just slapping the table. Yep, lethal. <laughs> yeah, piping news. We've got, we've got a bit of it this week. I did say the piping was kind of quiet this past week, but there is still a good bit there. Now, the Kingdom Thistle solos. We've been talking about them for a while, uh, asking people to get their entries in. Well, entries are now closed because the draw has been completed. The draw is all up there now on the Kingdom Thistle's website. Go and have a look now because the competition is this Saturday. Can you believe it? It's rolled around already. It seems like, well, it was only last week I was telling people to get their entry forms in, and now all of a sudden the competition is here. So it's on Saturday. I can't believe it. It's already here. That plus the Kulabaki solos are here as well. And, yeah, entries have been flying in for the Kulabaki solos here in Northern Ireland, and full details of the draw is all up there too. So, if you want to know who's playing at the Colabaki Solos this year, just get along to the Colabaki Pipe Band Facebook page. And, yeah, they're all up there. You can find all the details. And plus, this year they're doing something new. They're doing the Bass Drum Solo event. Bass Drum Soloing, I think, yeah. So, they're doing it as a bit of a trial. A bit of a, yeah... You know, we'll do it and see how it goes. And, yeah, they've got quite a good entry. You know, there's quite a few entered for it. So, hey, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. So, with a bit of luck, I'll get down myself a microphone in hand. But if not, hey, I'm sure there'll be loads of you there all the same. There'll be a lot of good piping and drumming this weekend. So, <clears throat> as I say, it's been a great entry recorded for both events. Both the Kingdom Thistle and to Kulabaki solos this weekend so it's just going to be packed full of great great music and i can't wait to see the video clips and the photos and the results too so there you go so yeah definitely very best of luck to everyone competing this weekend be it at the kingdom thistle or at colobaki solos it's going to be a packed weekend full of action so definitely we'll be bringing you some of the results on next week's podcast plus on the live radio show as well now, on the 19th of April, for those of you here living in Northern Ireland, the Blackthorn Piping Society meets again in Belfast. But this is the last time they're meeting this year. That's right, they're breaking up for the start of the actual piping season. So the Blackthorn Piping Society holds their last meeting for 2017. There you go, 19th of April. So, this month, their featured piper is Alan McPherson. So, for those of you who don't know who Alan McPherson is, he's been on the piping scene here in Northern Ireland for quite a while. He's a current piper with uh, the Field Marshal Montgomery, of course, previously of Colabaki Pipe Band as well. But he's also a current piper with an Ulster Scots band called Berna, who are just amazing. Now, for those of you who haven't caught Alan's performances before, just stick his name into YouTube and you can catch them. There's tons of videos of Alan up there on YouTube. He's quite well known here in the piping scene here in Northern Ireland. And will definitely be worth catching. So that's the 19th of April. The Blackthorn Piping Society has Alan McPherson as their featured piper. And what a better way to finish. There you go. So well done, Alan. Yeah. And if anything, I'm looking forward to it. I've had... Quite a few invitations from a lot of people saying, oh, you got to come. So I would love to come down, and hopefully with a bit of luck, I'll make it. Now, 
a band called the Rolling Drones. Uh, yeah, I didn't say that wrong. The Rolling Drones are venturing out on a tour of Europe. They've just made this announcement. Now, for those of you who don't know who the Rolling Drones are, they're kind of around, out around the same time as the Chili Pipers. They're kind of the same kind of idea, but not the same kind of idea. Probably completely different, um, but definitely worth checking out. Very rocky, very rock and roll um, with a company and bagpipes. So definitely worth checking out. If you haven't caught them yet, the Rolling Drones, they're going to be launching a new album which is definitely going to be worth a, a catch. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So they're actually going to be coming to Belfast. For those of you here in Northern Ireland, of course, that's where we're broadcasting from here for our podcast. So for our Northern Irish listeners, they're coming to Belfast. April 23rd and 24th, they're doing two dates in Belfast. This is ahead of their big album launch in Glasgow that weekend. So we're here in Northern Ireland, we're getting a sneak preview. Where they're kind of seeing these two dates from Belfast as a bit of a warm-up before they hit the stage in Glasgow for the proper big show. So, they're seeing us as guinea pigs here, and hey, I'm more than willing to be a guinea pig with the Rolling Drones. So, yeah, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I've actually made physical plans to head down and meet up with the guys, get a chat with them, and yeah, just hear this new album. I'm looking forward to it. So check them out, the Rolling Drones. If you want any details of their tour of Europe, plus I think they're heading to the States as well, definitely get onto their website. Full details of all touring information will be up there. Grant, the closing date for the British Championships, depending on when you're listening to this, is April the 5th. There you go. So I think actually whenever I'm recording this, that's today. What day is today? Yeah, it is the 5th. My goodness, I just had to check my calendar. Yeah, so the date for the entries for the British Championships have now closed. So if you haven't got your entry in, uh uh-oh. Yeah, you won't be going. But there was a very stern warning that was posted um, about the British Championships saying that if you didn't have your entries in, any late entries, regardless of who you are, will not be accepted. Hmm. Now that kind of got a lot of people talking, thinking... There must be quite a prominent pipe band who hasn't got their entry in yet. Otherwise, why say that? (sighs) So hopefully, hopefully nobody's forgot to do their paperwork. (laughs) Anyway, here's the hope. Jakers, I hope I'm... That was only a joke, by the way. I haven't got any kind of inside information or anything. So, yeah, hopefully nobody has. Everyone can manage to get their entries in for the British Championships. It's only just around the corner. My word, this has got exciting stuff. The season's almost here. Now, we were talking on the podcast a while there about the Pipe Band Fantasy League and how the deadline was this last weekend. Well, it's now been extended. It's been extended to Sunday the 9th of April. So, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course, you have until Sunday the 9th of April to get your entry in. Now, I have to tell you, your entry into the Pipe Band Fantasy League is completely free all you need to do is choose your pipe bands give it a name and that's it that's all you do you submit your band and you wait you just enjoy the season you check the progress as it goes along and you could be in with a chance of winning some real prizes because the whole thing is sponsored by a lot of different people in the piping world ourselves included here in the big rab show we sponsor it we give away a load of prizes on it 
you know, we give away like albums and DVDs and different things to whoever. Yeah, it's, it's the guys at the Pipe Band Hub who organise the whole thing. So they kind of dictate, you know, who wins what, basically. So, yeah, if you're interested at all in possibly getting your hands on some free piping swag, as they call it, get your entry form into the Pipe Band Fantasy League. Go along to the Pipe Band Hub uh, on the internet and enter your band. It's completely free. Totally free. And if anything, it gives you some good bragging rights as well in the beer tent through the season. You know, how's your band doing? Pfft, yeah, mine's above yours. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of crack. So worth joining in, I think. It's always good to have a conversation. Right. What did happen this past weekend? Listen to Mulligan Pipe Band. Here in sunny Northern Ireland, they held a massive concert this past weekend. Now, for those of you who have been following it on Facebook, of course, there was loads of photographs and videos of the performances that happened at the, at the concert itself. And it went amazingly well. If you looked at it, the videos and stuff, people were just crammed into the room. Like, that was, people were kind of sitting like sardines. It was crazy. They attracted a huge, huge crowd to this event. So, of course, Marla Coo Pipe Band was playing at it. Major Sinclair Memorial were playing. And, of course, the hosts themselves, Listen to Mulligan Pipe Band. And the night, by all accounts, had some amazing music because there was a Major Sinclair Memorial. They were doing some of their concert stuff. You know, they were doing even some of the performances from Titanic Drums, which sounded amazing. Marla Coo Pipe Band, I think, brought out some of their competition stuff for the incoming season, which sounded great, and so did Listen to Mulligan Pipe Band. They brought out some of their new medley performance for 2017, so a lot in there for piping fans on the night. So, well done to everyone involved. I think it was a great, successful night, by all accounts, and... Yeah, I have to give a special shout to Loud Pipes Visual Media on Facebook. They managed to capture a lot of the performances. They took tons of photos and videos and all that good stuff. So they were working hard down there at the, com- at the concert. So well done to Loud Pipes Visual Media. Go along, check out their Facebook page if you're interested in seeing what went on at that concert. Because there was some great, great music went on there. Now, a special plug this week has to go to Bucksburn and District Pipe Band. Of course, you all know Bucksburn and District. They are holding the big pre-season concert. The course is going to be featuring the legendary Bog Hall and Bathgate Caledonia. Yes, or should I say People's Ford. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. So, but yeah, they're holding the big pre-season concert. 26th of May, and this is going to be held at 7.30 in the Aberdeen Beach Ballroom. There you go. So tickets are available from the Aberdeen Beach Ballroom box office. Now you try saying that. Aberdeen Aberdeen Beach Ballroom box office. <laughs> For Boghall and Bathgate and Bucksburn and District Pipe Band at the Aberdeen Beach Ballroom box office. I'm surprised I didn't say something I shouldn't have done. But there you go. So links are all available through the Bucksburn Pipe Band website. Plus um, I think you can get them through the Boghall website as well. So, yeah, full details are all up there. It's going to be a special night because it's Bucksburn and District's 70th anniversary. So I think it's going to be worth going to. But what makes it extra special is that this, this marks the first time Boghall and Bathgate have hit the stage under their new pipe major. Ooh, so this may turn some heads. So the first time bringing it to the concert stage, it's going to be really interesting to see 
what kind of new material that the Bog Hall guys are working at for their concert. So a lot of very eager piping fans are interested to see what's going what's gonna to happen. You know, because Bog Hall are an amazing band. And if anything, they always, always put on a great show at a, a concert. So, yeah, it's going to be great to see what the new PM brings to the stage. So that's going to be one concert worth catching. Grand. More to come. Pipe and Live Festival 2017. They are holding an open call for all pipe bands. So if your pipe band is going anywhere near Glasgow in 2017 during the Pipe and Live Festival, they want to hear from you. Yes, doesn't matter what grade you are, doesn't matter how many you have in the band or whatever. They are holding an open call, which means it's absolutely open to every band who are going anywhere near Glasgow during Pipe and Live. So their advert reads as follows. We are still looking for pipe bands to play in George Square this year. Now, whenever you hear those words, you think, oh my word. Because if those of you who have been to the Pipe and Life Festival, you will know that George Square is kind of like the big hub of everything during Pipe and Life. If you're there even just to get a map of Glasgow, you go to George Square. If you're there to get some free whiskey tasting, plus check out a few pipe bands that are playing and then... More free whiskey tasting and then check out another band and and more free whiskey tasting and yeah okay I admit I might have done like five or six different trips to the Glymphitic stall but hey you know the the girl the girls behind the counter didn't recognise me coming back each time so so it was fine <laughs> anyway I probably shouldn't admit that but George Square during Pipe and Live <laughs> George Square during Pipe and Live is awesome the atmosphere is incredible because it just draws the piping crowd from around the world and george square is the central hub so to be a pipe band playing in george square during the pipe and live festival wow that's gonna be incredible you know it is definitely a feather in your cap kind of thing you know you say, i played at pipe and live in george square because the crowds are huge regardless of the weather it could be lashing and there's still hundreds and hundreds of people there. So definitely worth going to, I think. They're looking for pipe bands who can play in George Square. But they're also looking for who can play in Buchanan Street in Glasgow. They're looking for two 15-minute spots in Buchanan Street that day. So maybe two 15-minute spots in the morning or maybe one in the afternoon. I don't know. And then you can go on to George Square and play a 45-minute performance. So that's what they're looking for. And I suppose that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. A lot of bands don't have 45 minutes worth of material. There's only so many 6 eights you can play before everyone gets bored. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But So, if your band has 45 minutes worth of a repertoire and you're not going to be playing Scotland the Brave for 45 minutes, so, yeah, it's definitely worth looking at. Um, so, they're, all they want to do is they want to hear from you. They want you to get in touch with them through their social media, be it through Twitter or their Facebook or their, even their website, whatever. All they want to do is to hear if your band is interested. Then they will send you the full details of everything, you know, performance times, as I say, 45 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. You know, they will send you all the full details there and then, yeah, who knows? Your pipe band could be playing in George Square as part of Pipe and Life. Now, how cool is that? That's pretty darn awesome, if you ask me. Ugh, I wish I could do it. Anyway, 
Right, the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band. I did chat about this on last week's show, on the podcast, I think. Yeah, they were releasing their new album, Impact. And, yeah, they made it a limited edition. They only made a thousand copies. So, we did chat about that briefly in the show. But So, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the way that you have to buy it. We got contacted by a load of people saying, uh, I'll wait until it comes out on MP3. Or... I'll wait until it comes on iTunes, or I'll wait until it comes on Amazon Music, or all these different download sites. And then it says, ah, I don't know, I don't know, I'll hold off. But you know what? Don't hold off. Go to the Field Marshal Montgomery website, because once these thousand copies are gone, they're gone. They're two-disc special edition recordings of their big concert in Glasgow last year. Impact and from looking at the recordings that Drone Chorus on YouTube has managed to capture, this is going to be incredible. I was in the queue, waiting, clicking refresh, waiting for it to drop, and as soon as it did, I snapped up my copy. And mind you, when I did, I clicked on it and bought it. There was nine hundred and forty-three left. I checked it last night. Uh, when you know, I had a guest on the, st- the show last night actually and he bought himself a copy there and then in the studio and he said there was like 600 left so the numbers are dwindling they're going down so go and get your copy I can't stress it enough people are very kind of lax and they're kind of saying ah you know I'll wait I'll wait you know it'll get cheaper no it won't for a start it will not get cheaper and for another, it will not be available in MP3 format in this form. It's being produced as a limited edition two-disc set. You go and you're oh, you have to get this. It's a one-off copy, <sighs> worth capturing. Now, the reason why I wanted to mention it in the pipe and news, and it wasn't just for a shameless plug, it was to mention that the way the Field Marshal or Montgomery are doing this. They haven't went through a large distributor, which I did think that they were doing. You know, I thought they were going down the same lines as what most pipe bands have done in the past. They worked through a recording company who put it together for them, went through a distributor and all the different licensing agreements. Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Field Marshal Montgomery have not done that. Field Marshal are doing it themselves. Yes, whenever I read, as part of my delivery notice... That, yes, I've purchased a copy, here's your receipt, but delivery could take up to two or three weeks because, yeah, this is being handled by wives and girlfriends of the band. So the band, wives and girlfriends themselves, are looking after the delivery of all of these items, which is just fantastic for me. I think that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's great to see even the big guns you know, down at at grassroots level. They're not paying hundreds of thousands of pounds or whatever, some distribution company to not be, you know, just fire them out and pay me a hundred grand. Do you know what I mean? So it's great to see. It's fantastic to see. So if anything, it's that little bit of a personal touch that just makes all the difference for me. And I, I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy. And do you know what? I'm quite happy to wait. Now, I bought the copy on Thursday of last week and I thought, great, that's it, but, oh, God, wouldn't it be great to get this played on the radio on Tuesday night? And then I realised, I'm not going to get it for a few weeks. But then, do you know what? 
everyone else who bought a copy isn't going to get it for a few weeks. <laughs> so no one else has heard it yet. And I cannot wait. You know, it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, for that personal touch, if I have to wait for a couple of weeks, hey, I really don't care. I really don't mind at all. So, that's a shameless plug for the Field Marshal. Go out and get their new album. Definitely going to be worth a shout. Especially you international guys. Um, you're all saying, you know, maybe they don't ship internationally. Uh, you know, can I buy... If you can get onto the website, fmmpb.com, go to the shop and buy it, then, yeah, they'll send it to you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Grant, time for me to draw a breath. Go and get myself a big cup of tea. And it's that time of the week again. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9. They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping and of course pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Bala Money. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Welcome to, what's this? Oh, it's The Big Rab Show podcast. Nice. And now on The Big Rab Show podcast, it's time for Topic of the Week. Yes, indeed. It's time for the Topic of the Week. Yes, and as always, I give it away in the title of the show. Yes, this week we are talking about... Talent versus hard work. Now, the reason this came to mind is because you guys all know I am a snare drummer. And in my spare time, I also play drum kit. Now, I still play drum kit occasionally now. And I teach myself, you know, I teach people at my home. People come here and they learn how to play drum kit and stuff. And I also try to sway them around into pipe band drumming, by the way. (laughs) but they come here for drumming lessons on drum kit and stuff and one thing I've kind of learned throughout the years from teaching is you can kind of tell when someone practices you can really tell when someone takes what you have showed them and takes it home and practices it but then there's the flip side of the coin where you know this guy clearly has a talent for drumming Uh, in my case clearly has a talent for it and goes home and the sticks get fired in the corner and they're never looked at again until the next time he's down for you know a lesson and you say well did you practice that is oh yeah and you know rightly lying through his teeth and then whenever you try to catch him out and you quiz him on it says well go on then play it and he just just rattles it out and you you get you never lifted your sticks at all, but yet you are able to just fart that out there, aren't you? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so this just got me thinking. This got me thinking. Let's look at some of our big grade one bands. They are full of so much talent. It's ridiculous. The Field Marshal Montgomery, of course, they read like a who's who of the piping world. Same goes for St. Lawrence Atul. My word, some of the biggest names on piping and drumming in there. Inverary as well, household names. Like Stephen McWhorter, for goodness sake. Stuart Little. I could, uh, do you know what I mean? These big grade one bands, they have so much talented people in there. 
but yet they all work insanely hard. It's just, like, you wonder, talent takes you so far, and hard work pushes you over the edge. Do you know what I mean? So a really talented guy who doesn't doesn't do any work at all, how far can he expect to go? You know, does, does he completely rely on his talent alone to carry him? Or the guy who has absolutely no talent at all, is completely tone deaf. <laughs> Wouldn't know a tune if it slapped him in the face. But yet is so crazy mad king and loves the art form and works his tail off. <sighs> Do you know? And can still reach the same dizzying heights. Can such a thing happen? The reason I'm asking this is because I can see the cream of the crop in our grade one. You know, we have Richard Parks up there. We have your Alan Tully. You know, we have Stephen Crichton. We have all these big, big names up in grade one. But that's grade one. When the talented people work hard. You know, I can honestly say, they'll probably completely disagree with me, but I would say most of these guys in these big grade one bands, they work hard. They work damn hard. There's not a moment in the day where they're probably not thinking about piping or drumming or about when are they going to get their practice in. Because I know these guys at least, at least, play for an hour a day. And if it's not an hour a day, it's more. (sighs) Now for me, that's all I can do to get time squeezed in to get this podcast done. Get my show prep done for the week from a live show. To get Throwback Thursday done. (laughs) You know, to get all the stuff done with the show. And even at that, sometimes it doesn't take a full hour. But these guys, these guys in the upper enchilance and grade one and the dizzy heights, they work their skin off to be where they are. And the thing is, is to maintain that as well, that's equally a large, large task. So... We all know our grade one is where the talented people are and the hard workers are. But let's look from grade two down. Let's look at grade two, grade 3A, 3B, 4A, 4B. Even the juvenile grades as well. These guys, some of the bands have some really, really talented people. But I hate to say it, I'm going to put myself up there. Some of these bands have so much talent, but some of them can be so lazy. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to get a lot of hate. But yeah, I know some bands out there that can be winning prizes all over the place. And probably should be shooting up the grades. But yet, these ultra, ultra talented people are happy. They're happy just to go in and let their talent carry them. And, yeah, they don't want to be practicing for two hours a day. You know, they don't want to be, you know, going to that level. Like, I know, for instance, even myself, I throw myself out there. I have played in the upper grades myself. And it was a massive time 
you know constraint on your life and I'd had a couple of seasons in grade two I had well more than a couple of seasons in grade two but in grade one I had one season with a grade one band and through the winter I was learning all of the material and putting in all the hard work and I was just thinking to myself before they even hit the grass I'm like can I maintain this you know because even then before the grand band had hit the grass I was thinking this is a lot you know so, yeah, I mentally took a step back. The band itself, as it happened, didn't make it to the grass and didn't make it to the, the competition field that season. And I'm not going to tell you who the band was. But, um, yeah, for one thing or another, one reason or another, the band didn't push out. So I found myself in a position where I had worked my backside off all winter and I didn't have a band. So I mentally took a step back and decided I'll take the season and I'll play in grade 4A. Now that was quite a jump down from grade 1 to 4A. But man did I enjoy it. It was awesome. Because I'd spent all that winter slogging my guts out. And then here I was in grade 4. And the atmosphere was different. People were so much friendlier. The work was still there. You still had to work. You know, you were still there to do a job and try to win prizes. But no one lived or died by it. You know what I mean? But the reason I'm talking about it is because I'm not saying that I'm talented by any means. I'm just saying that I had to work damn hard. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that some of the bands in the lower grades especially. I hate saying that lower grades. It's kind of, you know, belittles them. It's, that shouldn't be the, the case at all. But yeah, you know, from grade two, three, whatever. All that there. All those bands. There's so many talented players that could just play out of their skin. Some of these guys could just melt your face. <laughs> but yet they're happy to play in their grade four bands. You know, their wee local pipe bands. They go out on a Saturday. They play their few wee medleys. And they have a load of beer in the beer tent. And have a laugh on the way home. You know. Whereas if they wanted to be ultra competitive. And they wanted to duke it out with the big guns. They probably could. You know, if they put in the work ethic along with their incredible talent, they could probably go really far. You know, they could, I dare say they could probably be world champions. They could definitely be contenders. Now, I'm not going to sit here and start poking out names. I'm not going to say, this band here, this band should be awesome, but they're lazy. <laughs> and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that bands are lazy. I think as a collective pipe bands, there isn't one lazy pipe band in the piping scene at all but I do think there are individual piping members who perhaps could maybe apply themselves with more of a push <laughs> oh god I'm having to really choose my words carefully I didn't think I'd have to do this on the podcast but yeah that's just my thoughts because I have came across some of the most talented drummers and pipers that I've ever met and then I've been really surprised to find that they play in like a grade 3 band. Or, you know, even like a job playing in grade 2. And I was like, what? Are you not playing with Field Marshal? Or, you know, the, the big, big guns? It's surprising. But that's not to take away from it. You know, these guys who have the talent, I'm not saying that they're lazy. I'm not saying that they don't work hard. And all I'm saying is if the guys who have all the talent and are working crazy hard... Or in grade one, I don't know. 
I don't know. <sighs> Perhaps it's it's where you are yourself in your plane and in your life too. You know, I know for a long time there's quite a few of my friends who I would count as kind of in their twilight years who I know had played in the big guns. They played in the big bands. They've been there, done that, brought home the medals. But yet now, they're quite happy to go out with their little local band, play a few 4-4s and go home. As long as it gets them out on the Saturday, they get to see all their mates and enjoy the competition. You know, perhaps, I don't know, am I saying that Perhaps competing in the upper grades is for the younger folk? (laughs) Wow, that's completely ageist. I don't think I'm saying that at all. I don't think I'm saying that at all. You know, I don't think talent kind of goes with age. If anything, it's probably like a nice wine. It matures. (laughs) But I do think there is a case for talent versus hard work. I do believe that if a guy who has absolutely no talent but works insanely hard, can probably push himself up there into the top grade simply by work ethic alone. But that's not to say that the guys who are completely lazy, totally lazy, they could probably be up there too, just on sheer talent. You know what I mean? These guys who just drip talent and just completely annoy you and you think I'm never lifting the sticks again this guy never practices a day at all and here I am still working on my mummy daddies <laughs> you know and this guy's playing hornpipes so uh, you know it's one of them things it's constantly been an area of interest of mine you know from being even an, from a lead drummer point of view where I know that there's certain guys as I'm teaching drum scores to they, some guys would have to work extra hard at it, you know, to get it. Do you know what I mean? To have it click. The brain is willing, but the hands aren't kind of thing, you know. And he has to work hard to get the hands to do what they should do. But there's some out there and, you know, you hand them the music and say, have you got that? And they just look at it and say, yeah. And you're looking across the table and you haven't even looked at it. Ah, I'll get it, I'll get it, I go on, go on. Uh, and, do you know, it really, really annoys me. <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit it, but it really annoys me. And you think, right then, you smart arse, let's see if you have got it. And you hit the opening rolls, and they play it no perfect. <laughs> that has happened more times than I care to. I care to remember but that is just sheer talent there's nothing else I can really equate it to so there are those guys out there who are just so so insanely talented but yet should probably be doing much much better in the piping world I suppose does it come down to motivation you know if you have that drive to be competitive to be in the upper grades to want to go and strive and lift that spiky trophy or that sash you know for that matter you know is it a matter of giving yourself a kick up the backside and say right i'm gonna work and i am gonna get that trophy you know is that what makes the difference or is it a case of you just have towel dripping out your wee finger and you can pick and choose what band you play for and yeah i just might play for shots and dickhead this week 
Uh, if I can't be bothered. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is it a case of personal drive? These talented guys, they have to work insanely hard to maintain what they have already. But also to push them to be the world's best. So when talented people push themselves hard, you get world champions. So whenever we get bands in the lower grades who sometimes are maybe knocking their teeth out working so hard, but yet don't produce results, it does kind of leave an aftertaste in your mouth thinking, why? You know, why did I just knock my laps out for however many amount of months and still didn't produce the goods? You know what I mean? The effort didn't justify the means, kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I do know, though, for one thing, is that there is so many talented bands out there that probably should be producing the goods, but perhaps for one reason or another, there is something holding them back. Now, I don't know what that is. Could it be a lack of talent in the band and the guys who are there aren't working? Or maybe it's a load of talented guys, but they don't want to work. Do you know what I mean? They're happy to go on and play their three fours. <laughs> and that's them done. I don't know. I do think there is a proper, proper argument for it. And it's a fine balance between talent and hard work to get you to the world championships. Yeah, it's difficult to know. It is difficult to know. I do know bands who sometimes don't work half as hard and goof off and have a lot of fun and drink a few beers before they go on and still play out of their skin. You know what I mean? Go on with a relaxed attitude and lift prizes all around them because they're all chilled out and enjoying themselves and that comes across in the music. But then there's all the other side of it too. There's other bands who just work and work and work and work. And on a day of a competition you see them. They're blowing for three, possibly even three and a half hours before they hit the line. You know, the pipe major's freaking out. Big red face on him. He's going around every drone. He's shouting at people. You're playing it wrong. What are you doing? You make these, pra- you make these mistakes of practice. Don't bring them here to the ground. You know the way. You know the way pipe majors go. And then the lead drummers are freaking out too. They're you know people making mistakes. Uh, you know he's worried about the tuning of the drums. He's uh, he's freaking out in general. And then the band hits the line. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's under so much pressure. You know the lead drummer and the pipe major are blazing red faces. And there's some members nearly nearly in tears. I've seen it happen. And then they go on and they play a nervous performance as a result. Because they know how much work they've put in. And to disappoint themselves at any stage during the performance but disappoint everyone. And it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. So I don't know. Having a strong work ethic sometimes, well I'm saying it, it will drive you to the prizes. Because let's face it, the talented guys work insanely hard. But there is an, a, an even balance, I think. I've just talked myself around, I think. I talked myself in circles there, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you guys can join in on the conversation, of course. Perhaps you know or can identify with what I've been talking about. Maybe you know someone who is just incredibly talented, can play every tune under the sun, 
But yet when it comes to playing in a band or whatever, he just can't be arsed. You know, maybe he goes to one practice a month and then turns up at a, a competition and just, yeah, it's like he's been at every practice. You know, or perhaps there's that guy who is the first one to practice and the last one to leave, and he practices at least an hour every night at home, and yet at a competition on a Saturday, he falls to bits. Do you know what I mean? And I know both versions of people, I have seen them all. Um, there are still surprises, mind you. <laughs> And from what I found, the talented people, the really talented people who apply and work hard, those are the guys who end up shooting up into the grade one bands and winning the big prizes, you know. And it's a testament. And if anything, it's probably a fine example. I know a lot of people look to the grade one bands to see what are they doing that we're not. How are they up there playing like that? And we are here in whatever grade, and we're playing, you know, the grandfather clock, whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So sometimes these guys are set on a pedestal to say these guys are amazing, they're gods kind of thing. But they're just regular people like you and I. What makes them different is their level of talent, granted, but also the amount of work. It's a balance, a balancing act between the two. And one of which is different for everyone. That's what I've found. I've been talking to guys in the big grades. You know, throughout the years of doing this radio show. And I've found everybody is different. Everyone's different. I've chatted to guys in the field marshal who say, yep, they practice at least an hour a night. Uh, Richard Parks would not have it any other way. He would know if you haven't been blowing your pipes an hour a night. And he would turn you away. And there's also, there's other side of the coin. There are drummers, I'm not going to name the band, but they're saying, you know, once I've learnt the scores, I maybe half an hour a night, 15 minutes, just to run over an MSR or two and that'll be me. <laughs> Do you know, it shows you the difference. I don't know. I don't know. It is a fine balance between having great talent and having a great work work ethic, I think. But there is an argument for the lower grade bands. You know, is it about competitiveness? How much you want to push hard and get up the grades? How much do you want to win those prizes? You know, is it a matter of pulling in a load of talent? Or pulling in a load of guys who are willing to work to that common goal? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I don't even know what I mean. I think I've talked around in circles, but I hope that you understand what I'm trying to say. That there is a fine balance between talent and hard work. And some of the bands get it right. Some of the bands get it absolutely right. But some get it wrong. And as a result, leave themselves being nothing but flat out frustrated. And I've seen more bands fall apart at the seams because of it. Players leave because they're not happy. Players just flat out leave because they don't want to play anymore. <laughs> because after knocking their lamps out for so long and never lifting the trophy, they've just threw the pipes down and had enough. You know, I've seen that happen all too often. And it happens to the not-so-talented, and it also happens to the really talented too. So it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Anyway... 
Hope you guys have managed to enjoy this week's topic of the week. Definitely email me in, please. I want to hear from you. Plus, get that voicemail recorded and send it in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. I will see you next week. That's it for this week's podcast. Feel free to catch us on the live radio show on Fuse FM, Balamoney, of course, every Tuesday and repeat it on a Saturday. And you can catch us on our social media, The Big Rab Show on Facebook and on Twitter and all that good stuff. Best of luck to everyone at the solos this weekend. Wish you all the very best of luck. Have a great tune. And we will be here on the podcast next week going through the results with a fine tooth comb. (laughs) Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1, and until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.